Hello and welcome to Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. So in today's story, as we continue our talk on attachment, I am talking about seven things, or I think I may have more than seven things, some tips that you can use to identify whether you're with someone who is an avoidant attached person. So what are some of the things that might tell you that this person is avoidant? Because when you're in a relationship with somebody who is avoidant, you might feel alone a lot of times because these people go inward to they're so used to meeting their own needs they're they're not trusting that their needs are going to be met and so that fear keeps them lets them pull away and withdraw so in that space as we're talking about stories that shape us in that space of being with avoidant you might tell yourself stories about yourself that's important for you to know that it's not so and exactly what's going on. What I want you to always think about when you're listening to these things on attachment is to think about what is your attachment pattern? What, what are the things that formed your attachment pattern? Because we all believe that we're securely attached until we realize that we're not. Okay, so while a massive percentage of the population is securely attached, there's also a lot of us that aren't. And there are many things that impact attachment. If you go back and look and listen to the, the episodes before this, there are many things that impact attachment. Your trauma, your parents' trauma, generational trauma, poverty, the separation or divorce, growing up with a parent with mental health, growing up in a home where there's domestic abuse, there's lots and, and lots and lots of other things can cause attachment injuries. So it's really important for you to know what is your pattern and how is that playing out in any kind of relationship that you're in. And when you, when you are aware of yourself, that self-awareness is beautiful because self-awareness, I always say, you know, when we're aware of self, we've, we've win, we're winning, we're winning. Half of the battle is won already. Because you're aware of how you relate, you're aware of how you respond. And when you're aware of that, that's the space where changes can be made where it's necessary. Okay, so here are some things to look out for. So the avoidant person grew up with parents who were emotionally distant. So they are intolerant sometimes of expressions of feelings. And they are sometimes raised to be tough and resilient um, they were not pulled in when there was difficulty, no, not much hugs or touch or kind, kind words. They were more pushed away. Um, and so because of that, there's a lack of emotional responsiveness. Okay. So here are some things to look out for. They are, the avoidant person is wary of closeness, whether it's emotional closeness, sometimes they might not be so wary of physical closeness, but certainly emotional closeness is wearing for them. They find excuses when you try to get close. So they might be, they might tell you reasons why they can't get close. And sometimes they might blame you for the reason why they can't be close. Uh, and sometimes you might blame yourself for that because you might wonder if it's you that you want too much. You might, they will try to avoid conversations or interactions that require emotional closeness. Any level of vulnerability, any giving of self might be overwhelming for them. Uh, they might be self-sufficient and struggles to ask for help. So you might not know that this person needs support because support is not something that they are used to. Because remember, they were raised to be tough and resilient 
And so they're very well able to, to do a lot of things for themselves because they've had to. So they might struggle. And so you might want to offer help to, to them and it's not received, it's not accepted. You might be shamed or try to shame because nobody can shame you. You might try to shame. They might try to shame you for even offering support. Or you might, you might feel a certain kind of way because you offer it and it was rejected. They prefer t- uh, time alone as opposed to spending time with you. And they might love you in their way, um, but prefers to be on their own. They're task-oriented and they are lone workers as opposed to working in a team or a group. Although they might do it, but they prefer working on their own. They really excel in excel at what they do because they've always had to look after themselves. And if you think about it, it's, it's a really lonely world when you were young and you're having to learn and develop these skills and now you're an adult and that's just how you live your life and it's lonely. And, and that's something to remember. If you love somebody who's avoiding that, it's also, it also gets lonely, but they don't know how to get out of their bubble. And sometimes they don't know how to let you in their bubble. And so they stay in that space being lonely, but it feels safer than risking coming out and being rejected. So it's safe to just stay in the cocoon that they've made for themselves, where they learn how to, where they learn uh, how to be in there uh, and nobody's hurting them in there because they, they, they've learned to protect themselves in there. It feels like they're pushing, it might feel like they're pushing you away when, do, when you do anything or try to have closeness with them. So it might feel like they're pushing you away and you might feel, and they might be pushing you away. And sometimes it's not because they want to push you away, but because emotional closeness is too much, they become dysregulated. They don't know what to do. It's overwhelming. And so the thing to do is let me, I want to, I want to feel safe again. So let me, let me push them away. I can't, I can't make this continue because it's too overwhelming for me. If you are the person who is avoidant and you notice these things about yourself and you can really identify when it's too much, just too much closeness. You know, I always say, use your words to, to, to express how you feel. Express it to yourself, acknowledge how you're feeling. And, you know, there's lots of stabilization techniques that can help you to just soothe and calm your nervous system while you are learning how to be available emotionally. So deep breathing really helps to soothe and calm, to help you to get back to a place where you can, you can allow people to be close and you can allow yourself to stay outside of your bubble a little bit longer every day, each time. Just stay out of your bubble a little bit longer so you can be available for the people who want to be in relationship with you. If you can look around, what safety will look like, kindness in people's eyes, safety will look like smiles that are gentle, safety will look like a respecting of your boundaries, safety will look like touch that is safe, safety will, safety will look like pulling back when they realize that you are struggling. So they are understanding you and they're able to give you the space while asking for closeness, give you space to regulate. Safety will look like somebody who recognize that that's happening and co-regulate with you. So they're deep breathing with you. They're soothing. They're using gentle words. They're reassuring you with their tone that is kind and gentle. 
So they're doing all of those things that is making you know that it's okay. And if you love somebody who is avoidant, these are some of the things that you can do to let them know that you're safe. If you're, if you're planning to stay around and you're a safe person, whether it's a friendship or it's a romantic relationship, just doing things that are safe is going to be really helpful as they're looking because they'll be like a deer trapped in a headlight sometimes when it comes to emotions. But if you don't push, if you use words, if you use kindness, if you use gentleness and lots of softness and compassion, and you're constantly reassuring with your words, this will eventually let this person know that you're okay, you're safe, and they can trust you. And it's good. it might take a while for them to trust you to come out, but they, they will. And it just if you love them, persevere, and the relationship can work to become a safe place. So those are some things to, to, to think about. If you see these patterns showing, it could be that this person is avoidant. And these are some of the things that you can do to begin to help them to understand that you're safe and you're there and you want to work on the relationship. Thank you for joining me in Stories That Shape Us. I hope you'll join me on the next story.